0: 186-6775.
1: you're listening to Ron Siegel's home and finance radio show only on financial news and talk. now live in studio, your host, local and national real estate expert and consumer advocate Ron Siegel
2: your radio this is the show with no real boundaries. as we discuss current events, financial markets, politics, sports, even been poking fun of the rest of the media this is the show that connects the dots of confusion delivered by conflicting media reports we connect the dots so you know the actions you can take how your family or business can benefit from current events most of all thank you for joining me within every market there are solutions as well as tremendous opportunities you just need some trusted guidance that is my message and i will be delivering it every day we're very focused show. We only chat about items that affect the roof over your head, your bank account, and anything I feel would benefit you. And let me remind you, if you ever have any home or finance-related questions, I am the consumer advocate looking out for you. And you can reach out to me directly, 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990, or Radio.com. Just remember, that's the number you call any time for assistance. When you call that number, it comes directly to me first. There are... No operators standing by. I am it.
1: Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting.
2: While I do have a great team when it comes to developing a financing plan, a plan to save you money, I personally work with you. Even if you don't have any needs today, save this number in your phone for future reference. 800-306-1990. 800-306-1990. We are celebrating today. I am excited because... It's a multi-purpose celebration. National Toast Day, okay. National Chili Day, I like that one. Clam Chowder Day, Chocolate Covered Nut Day, I like them all. How about you? Hey, let's take a look at the markets today. Dow Jones Industrial Average. Oh, that roller coaster does continue. It's amazing. We are now down 315 points. Yeah, 315. Oh! Yeah, not exciting on that one. Then we've got the S&P 500 down 55, Nasdaq down 293. Ow! Yeah, oil continues its rise upward. That's not exciting for us, but it is what it is. It is what it is. And we're looking at gasoline prices. How does the oil market affect the gasoline prices? Well, we're still looking at it. Two dollars thirty-two point two cents. Not in Calazuela. Or we can go two dollars thirty-eight point one cents. Uh, Not in Calizuela. Moving further to the west, two dollars eighty-four and a half cents. Uh, nope, that's Arizona. Now we can look down to Hawaii. Yeah, three forty three in Hawaii. You can't get that in Calazuela. Three sixty one is our price. Three sixty-one, about ninety-five cents more than the two sixty-six national average on a gallon of gasoline. Yeah, that's uh, that's the bad direction there for gas. But hey, keep cutting out all of the uh, the production, and we can expect gas prices to continue rising. That's called climate change policy to tax the working person. I had to coin that one: climate change policy to tax the working person. It's all it does, right? I mean, we've talked about that many, many times on Ron Segal Radio. Hey, the 10-year treasury, that's up almost nine basis points right now. Fascinating story watching that one because that has a major effect on mortgage rates. We'll talk about that when we get to the mortgage minute a little bit later on in the broadcast. But hey, what's right now? You look at that number and you say, okay, well, the the 10-year treasury yielding 1.47, that's almost what the yield is on the S&P 500. What does that mean? Well, you look at the S&P 500 stocks, and they many of them, not all of them, but many of them pay dividends. If you were to build up that basket, well, that's what you'd be getting is uh, very close to the same amount on dividends on the S&P 500. So why would you wanna put your money in the S&P 500 and hope to get that dividend when you know you're gonna get the dividend on treasuries? The only th- investment vehicle that a licensee, a, a licensed registered representative can say is guaranteed are federal bonds, right? The 10-year treasury, the, the short bond, the long bond, 30-year bonds. So you got treasury notes, treasury bonds. I'm not going to get into all the specifics there. But the bottom line is, is when it's a treasury, you can say it's guaranteed. Anything else? High likelihood you're going to get your money, but there is no guarantee on anything other than the Treasury. Let's move right along and see what else is going on in the world today. Megyn Kelly trying to stay relevant again. Calls out the media bias on Andrew, um, uh, um, Andrew Cuomo. Yeah, he's again in the spotlight. Not good news for Cuomo. Allegations of inappropriate behavior, sexual harassment on one of his aides. (laughs) But you know something, as we probably, as you probably could expect, yeah, they don't cover that on many of the news broadcasts, the nightly news, uh, from what I understand, I don't watch them. ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNB, hee-haw. They probably are not even covering the fact of this, this further detail, sexual harassment. Of uh, claims against Cuomo, you know and he's done so much of what he does. You know he blames on Donald Trump, but you know something—you got to ask him. Well, How's he going to blame this one on Trump? <laughs> Probably not going to happen, right there. But
1: uh, I got a bad feeling about this.
2: He is a Democrat. He is in New York. They get away with everything, similar to Calizuela, right? You put a a Democrat. And a Republican do the exact same thing, the Republicans going to get called out for it. Be cover the he- headlines on the nightly news, every single station. Think about that. They're still talking about Ted Cruz going to taking his kids to Cancun, and they don't talk about a sexual harassment claim with a lot of detail from on the governor of New York State. Fascinating, and I wonder where all those. Uh, People are that came out uh, during the Kavanaugh hearings that you had to believe all women. Wonder where that conversation is. I don't hear those anymore. But, hey, Megyn Kelly did come out and she did say that, you know, the, the, they need to be saying these things. It's time for CNN to cover the claims of sexual harassment, is Kelly's comment uh, regarding Andrew Cuomo. Again, she's trying to stay relevant, so we understand that part of it. She's got her own podcast now. Nothing wrong with podcasts. But that is part of what, you, you know, the motivation. You always want to look for the motivation of what's happening. House committee holding hearings on media disinformation and extremism. So uh, they're trying to say that Fox News and Newsmax should be banned because of the January 6th attack on the Capitol. You know, I think the a lot of the, the representatives there, Right, they're not leadership. I don't call them leaders. Right, senators, Congress people—they're supposed to be there to represent us. They're not supposed to be anything other than our representative. I know that they want to do something more. They think that they're more important, but now they've got this wall. That they, wait a second—they built a wall around the Capitol.
3: What's a big idea?
2: Yeah, that, now how could they have done built a wall? They say that the walls don't work. That that's I think the word that they've used is medieval. So on on the border, to protect the citizens along the U.S. southern border, a wall is medieval. When Donald Trump was taking kids away from the bandits that were bringing them here, that was was anti-American. The Congress can put a wall around the Capitol building. That's good. And the Biden administration, instead of putting the... Kids that they take away from the coyotes and putting them in open facilities. now they're put in shipping containers that have a steel window. I know, wonder which one is better more ref, uh, uh, closely related to a cage. I just throw that out there because we know that the facilities that w- the Trump was getting in trouble for were built by Obama Biden. Now they came up with these other canisters. And those things, if you ever looked at some of those ocean containers, they are made to be airtight. They get very, very hot. But yeah, they've got that one window with bars across it. That's supposed to make it more palatable. Unbelievable. Uh, Let's see. Uh, President Biden in the news, transition team raised $22.1 million from private donors including George Soros and Hollywood celebrities. Does that Surprise, surprise,
4: surprise. surprise.
2: Mitt Romney reveals he's confident Donald Trump would win the 2024 GOP nomination if he were to run again. Does anybody care what Mitt Romney has to say? Rhino Romney. And it's fascinating because former President Trump will be speaking at CPAC Sunday, 2 p.m. our time. And the minority leader McCarthy says it's very good that the former president is speaking rhino liz cheney says he should not be speaking now she's always been an anti but maybe she's part of the liberty group as well who is now under siege for their own problems of sexual harassment fascinating how this comes out from these people that think that they are so much better than all the rest of us uh, illinois i wonder if this is going to be coming to a state near calizuela maybe so, New York, they came up with this idea of no cash bail. So, while you're waiting for your, for your trial, you just get out of jail. It's got to get out of jail free card. Well, New York crime has skyrocketed since that happened. Well, the governor of Illinois now is doing the same thing. Do you think the governor of Calazuela will be doing that next? I just wonder. Uh, moving right along joe biden refuses to take the lead on school reopening why would that be it's show me the money it's all about the money he wants the union money proving it all over the country now that the schools could be reopened and it's fascinating the stimulus package that has the money for the schools they're not going to get it for three years right so they don't start getting that for three years it goes on for five years after that But it's part of this current one point nine million dollars or one point nine trillion dollar stimulus package. Unbelievable! But hey, you know something? Got to have that spending in order to continue buying off votes. That's all that they've got on their side. For when you have no when you have no policy benefits, I guess if you just try and keep raising money, causing inflation, gas prices go up, interest rates go up, housing becomes less affordable. Well, what else are you going to do? But you have to have a stimulus package to give people that $1,400 check and then give all the money to all of your cronies as well as that. Uh, There's a lot to talk about today. You're listening to Ron Segal Radio discussing your real estate current events and the financial markets. Tax identity theft. What is it? And how to protect against it. Are there going to be more homes to buy this year? All that and more. You can reach me anytime. Our offer number 800 306 1990 800 306 1990 or Connect with us, Facebook.com forward slash Ron Siegel Radio. No longer on Twitter at Ron Siegel, but if you miss any part of our broadcast, Ron Siegel1 on YouTube, Ron Siegel the number one on YouTube. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few.
4: with Ron anytime you're entering a real estate transaction. Having someone who can answer all of your questions that truly cares about you and your family's best interest is priceless. Call Ron Siegel today and you'll be glad you did. 1-800-306-1990. That's 1-800-306-1990. Or you can visit Ron.com for more info.
2: However, due to today's lower stock market, higher medical bills and taxes, many retirees face this very problem. This is why it is necessary that you, as a baby boomer, considering retirement within the next 10 years, understand reverse mortgages and what one could do for you or your parents. A reverse mortgage could make it possible for you or your parents to travel, buy a second home, or start a new business. For more information about reverse mortgages, just call our off-air number at one 800 that's 1-800-306-1990 or visit realestateradiowithron.com
0: and click the free workshop button
2: 1990, the mortgage minute today being brought to you by our friends at Geneva Financial. When you're ready for that next mortgage, hey, maybe you need a little help buying that home. Down payment assistance is there. Pretty safe, secure product to help you buy your next home. Geneva Financial, they've got it for you. All you have to do is text. Oh, we've got the information. Where is where the heck is it? Text Ron is my Actually, RonIsMyLender.com is the internet site, My Home Mortgage, My Home Mortgage to 79564, My Home Mortgage to 79564. What's going on in the market? Dow Jones now down 324 points, 324.
1: Ow!
2: The NASDAQ down 326, S&P 500 down 57 and a half. Ten-year treasuries, the yield on those is up seven basis points to almost 1.46 almost. And the mortgage-backed securities, they are down 67 basis points. What's causing all of this to happen? That is the question that we look for. Second estimate of fourth quarter gross domestic product increased by 4.1% on an annualized basis in line with expectations. Let's see what else we've got going on in the world of mortgages so we can give you why all of this is happening. National Association of Realtors, they've got some information. Quote, pending home sales fell in January because there are simply not enough homes to match the demand on the market, according to Lawrence Yoon. That's NAR's chief economist. That said, there has been an increase in permits and requests to build new homes. Pending home sales measures signed contracts on existing homes Fell 2.8 percent in January year over year. Pending sales are up 13 percent, which is an amazing in the face of record low inventory levels, which are down 24 percent year over year. Initial jobless claims measures individuals filing for unemployment benefits for the very first time decreased by 111,000 to 730,000, just like we saw with mortgage applications. Most of this drop is likely due to weather conditions across the U.S and the crisis in Texas last week needs to be taken with a grain of salt. Do you think if your pipes are freezing, you have no electricity, you have no heat, and you got this massive storm, do you think you're filing unemployment claims? Not likely. Continuing claims are those that continue to receive benefits decreased by 101,000 to 4.4 million. But the pandemic unemployment assistance claims which gives individuals who would otherwise not qualify Decreased by 167,000 while the pandemic and emergency claims, which extends claims by 13 weeks after regular benefits, increased by a million units. Ow! The total number of continued benefits in all programs for the week ending Jan- February 6th was 19 million, an increase of 700,000 from the previous week. Nearly two, there were 2.1 million weekly claims filed for benefits in all programs in the comparable week in 2020. Bottom line, the unemployment picture looked to get better on initial claims, but this is likely due to people not filing for unemployment benefits last week because of the weather and power outages. The amount of people receiving benefits got worse and increased. So not good news on on the employment front. Not good news. On that employment front. But you know something? Hey, we've got to continue watching that for you. Maybe the administration will start watching that. Do you think that we could get them to watch this a little bit? Because maybe they'll realize that some of the policies that they're putting through are not helping people right now. I don't know if that'll happen, but... Uh, you
3: don't know better than that.
2: Exactly. Second quarter. Second look. At the Q4, GDP came in at 4.1%, which is in line with expectations, slightly higher than the initial reading of 4%. So we're watching that one for you also. You know, you get that, uh, just so you know, you get an initial look, you get a second look, then you get the final look is how those readings come. And then once you get that final look, then you start looking to the next quarter. So you get in January, you get initial look. February, you get the second look. March, you get the final look. And then you go to the first quarter GDP, you get that in April, and that'll be the initial reading. That's how those things work. So just like to give you that, up, that that information so you have it, so you know what you're looking at. You can be more informed than the average person because you are listening to Ron Siegel Radio. And we try and get to get you all that information as much as we can just to try and, and keep you educated. How do you make an educated decision when you're not getting educated? Just throw that out there for you, give you a little thought, what we think. That's why we do this broadcast every single day, just to get that to you. See so what else is going on in the market. Durable goods orders reflects new orders placed with domestic manufacturers for the delivery of factory hard goods released for the month of January. New orders increased by 3.4%, good news there, exceeding the expectations of a 1.1%. So continue on that one. I told you about the pending home sales Decreased by two point eight percent. Got a lot going on in this uh, in this world. It's amazing all the things that are happening right now in the world of finance, you know. And and you have to remember, there's a lot of folks that will come out there and they'll tell you, well, the president does not affect these things. Do you think it's a coincidence? The issue is the fact the president doesn't really have a direct impact, but policy does. The markets are forward looking. So they look and they say, what are policy, what are regulations, what are the executive orders, what what impact are they going to have in the future? And once you understand that, then you say, okay, how is that going to affect what the income is of companies? And that's where you get the numbers. That's where we get the data. And when we look at the S&P 500 and we look at that dropping 57 points and we look at the charts on the S&P 500, and we say okay what are the what are the charts telling us? What are we looking at? What's the future showing? Well, that's where we start looking and saying, "Okay, that's what the market sees for the future." And when we look at the s and p five hundred and we start saying okay where where do we see that happening? What do we see the 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 future I guess is the term I'm looking for that I'm trying to spit out right there that didn't come to mind very quickly. But right, you look at that and you start saying, okay, we want to find out what the future holds. What are, we, what are we dealing with here? Well, that's when we start looking at some of these different charts and we say, okay, the S&P 500 being down so much, continuing its downward slide. Well, that's going to be what's going to tell us what the future, what the market sees as the future. Not what the, We don't know the exact future. We can't say what the future will be. But that's what the market sees as the future. And we had a, a top at 39.50 on the S&P 500. Right now, we're looking at 38.67. 39.50 is where it pretty much topped out. So the S&P 500 down uh, pretty close to 100 points, right? It's, about, it's almost 100 points down. So and it's, it's sitting right there on its 25-day moving average. So that's one of that'll be we'll see if it breaks that support if it breaks that support it'll continue dropping further generally not it hasn't been happening lately generally we're going to see that when the the S&P 500 drops we're going to generally see the bonds go up money comes out of the S&P out of the stock market goes into the bond market hasn't been happening that way lately because we've been watching the S&P 500 drop and the mortgage-backed securities have fallen off a cliff since so about uh, the 9th of February. It's been that long that they've just been going down almost every day. There's a couple of days that they were up, but not all that often. So we are continuing to watch those numbers for you. That is the Mortgage Minute brought to you by our friends at Geneva Financial. When you're ready for that next mortgage. When you're ready to do that debt consolidation, yeah, interest rates are going up, but does that have any effect on... Your household blended interest rate? No. You need to look at that household blended interest rate, get that information, understand what it's doing, and it'll just be that much benefit for you when you understand, hey, I've got a 6% blended. That means you want a weighted interest rate. And even though you might have a 3% a 2% interest rate on your home loan, When the blended rate is higher than what the market rate is of home loans, you need to be looking at it and saying, can we benefit from that? How does that help us? What do we do? So we're going to watch that one for you. And we continue to share. Simple calculator. If you put together the schedule of your debts, we're more than happy to just tell you, doesn't cost you anything, no obligation of any sort to tell you exactly what your blended household rate is. You're listening to Ron Singer Radio discussing your real estate, current events, and the financial markets. When we come back, we'll get into this one with you. Tax identity theft. What is it? How to protect against it? Are there going to be more homes to buy this year? All that and more. You can reach me anytime. Our offer number is 306 1990 800 306 1990 or ronsegalradio.com. Facebook.com forward slash Ron Siegel Radio on Twitter at Ron Siegel. And if you miss any part of our broadcast, Ron Siegel 1 on YouTube. Ron Siegel, the number one on YouTube. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a
3: few.
2: here to help whether you're buying a home selling you're experiencing a loan modification short sale foreclosure there are a lot of things going on in this marketplace how can people get a hold of you real easy all you have to do is call the number is 1-800-306-1990 press option one interesting times in the market right now where do you think the markets are going from here that's a great question all i can say is this Find your dream home before someone else does SLT Home Digest to 79564. Digest tells you exactly what the county recorder knows about your property, what the market believes about your property. And it's free. I love that word. It's free from your friends. Actually, I should say it's compliments of Ron Siegel Radio. They tell me I can't say it's free. It's compliments of Ron Siegel Radio. So, hey, let's uh, take a look and find out, are there going to be more homes to buy this year? That is the question. If you're thinking or looking for a home to purchase right now and having trouble finding one, you are not alone. At a time like this when there are so few houses for sale, it's normal to wonder if you'll actually find one to buy. According to the National Association of Realtors, NAR, across the country, inventory of available homes for sale is at an all-time low. The lowest point recorded since NAR began tracking this metric in 1982. There are, however, more homes expected to hit the market later this year. Let's break down the three key places they'll likely come from as 2021 continues on. Number one, homeowners who didn't sell last year. In 2020, many sellers decided to pause their moving plans for a number of different reasons. From health concerns about the pandemic to financial uncertainty, plenty of homeowners decided not to move last year. Now that vaccines are being distributed and there's a light at the end of the COVID nineteen tunnel, it should bring some people peace of mind to ma- it should be <laughs> it should bring peace of mind to many potential sellers. Danielle Hale, chief economist at Realtor.com notes and I quote, Fortunately for would-be home buyers, we expect sellers to return to the market as we see improvement in the economy and progress against the coronavirus, unquote. Many of the homeowners who decided not to sell in 2020 will enter the market later this year as they begin to feel more comfortable showing their house in person, understanding their financial situation, and simply having more security in life. Number two, more new homes are going to be built. Last year was a strong year for home builders, and according to the National Association of Home Builders, NAHB, 2021 is expected to be even better. Quote, for 2021, NAHB expects ongoing growth for single-family construction. It will be the first year for which total single-family construction will exceed one million starts since the Great Recession. With more houses being built in many markets around the country, homeowners looking for new houses that meet their changing needs will be able to move into their dream homes when they sell their current houses. This will create opportunities for those looking to find a home that's already built to do so. It sets a simple chain reaction in motion for hopeful buyers. Number three, those impacted financially by the economic crisis. Many experts do not anticipate a large wave of foreclosures coming to the market given the forbearance options afforded to current homeowners throughout the pandemic. Some some homeowners are, who have been impacted economically will, however, need to move this year. There are also homeowners who didn't take advantage of the forbearance option or were already in foreclosure situation before the pandemic began. In those cases, homeowners may decide to sell their houses instead of going into foreclosure process, especially given the equity in the homes today. Lawrence Yoon, chief economist at NAR, explains, quote, given the huge price gains recently, I don't think many homes will have to go to foreclosure. I think homes will just be sold and there will be cash left over for the seller, even in a distressed situation. So that's a bit of a silver lining in that we don't expect a massive sale of distressed properties. As we can see, it looks like we're going to have an increase in the number of homes for sale in 2021. With fears of the pandemic starting to ease, new homes being built and more listings coming to the market prior to foreclosure. There is hope if you're planning to buy this year. And if you're thinking of selling and making a move, doing so while demand for your house is high, might create an outstanding move up option for you. The bottom line, housing demand is high, supply low. So if you're thinking of moving, it's a great time to do it. There are likely many buyers who are looking for a home just like yours. And there are options coming for you to find a new house, too. Let's connect today to see how you can benefit from the opportunities available in our local market. That is the real time real estate segment brought to you by the Area Trusted Real Estate Professionals of Ron Segal Radio. Text SLT Home Digest to 79564. Find your dream home before someone else does. SLT Home Digest to 79564. Find that dream home. So I thought I'd share with you a little bit, because at this time of year, we hear about it a lot. I get the messages, and I might even be able to read a message that come that I saw that might have some benefit to you. It's all about tax identity theft. What is it? How to protect against it. So the message is, about nine months ago, I was the victim of major identity theft. Soon after realizing what happened, I found myself putting out financial fires everywhere from canceling fraudulent credit cards to closing fake bank accounts that had been opened in my name. One day, a bank representative asked me a question I hadn't expected. Quote, do these scammers steal your tax refund too? Whew, the question sent shivers down my spine. Until then, I hadn't considered the possibility that I could be the victim of tax identity theft too. Thankfully, I was one of the lucky ones in that my tax refund was safe. And I was able to take steps to prevent anyone from using my identity to commit tax fraud in the future, but over one and a half million taxpayers in 2020 were not so lucky. So let me explain a little bit. What is tax identity theft? How to protect against it? So we're going to take a look at what you can do if you're an unfortunate victim of tax identity theft. So let's start off with what is tax identity theft? Typically, When people talk about tax identity theft, they're referring to the process of someone filing a false return in your name and stealing your refund. This is, sadly, very easy for fraudsters to do if they have your social security number. The way it works is the identity thieves file a return acting like you and do whatever they can to finagle the numbers on the return to maximize the refund you're owed. After a second return is filed by you, the IRS rejects it. Then you're forced to undergo the often long process of resolving the issue and receiving the refund that you are owed. My son went through this. It was not fun. While filing a fraudulent tax return may be the most common, it isn't the only way the criminals can create IRS headaches for you. Tax identity theft could also refer to someone using your social security number to get a job, making it appear later that you owe taxes on unreported income. What are some of the warning signs? Unfortunately, many taxpayers won't know that they've been the victim of identity theft until they try to file their tax returns. According to the IRS, here are a few early signs that someone may be using your identity to commit tax fraud. Number one, you received letter 5071C from the IRS asking you to verify your identity. You're unable to e file your tax return. You receive a non requested tax transcript in the mail. You receive an IRS notice of new online account credited in your name. You receive an IRS notice that someone has accessed your, deactivated your online account. You receive an unexpected IRS notice saying you owe additional tax or refund. You notice that the IRS records show wages or non-wage income from an employer you don't recognize. It should be noted that if you already discovered identity theft on your credit reports, you're at a heightened risk of tax identity theft. If someone was, for example, able to open a credit card account in your name, it's likely that they'll have the personal information they need to file a fake tax return too. I always tell you, myfico.com, myfico.com. I don't get paid by them. I pay them. But you should be having your credit monitored on there on a regular basis. It is important. What should you do? What should you do? If you're a tax identity theft victim, we're going to talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Ron Segal Radio discussing your real estate current events and the financial markets. Tax the- identity theft. We're chatting about that. We've got some other good stuff for you in the Your Credit Matters segment. All that and more. You can reach me anytime. Off-air number 800-306-1990. 800-306-1990 or Connect with us: Facebook.com/forward/slash Ron Siegel Radio on Twitter at Ron Siegel. And if you miss any part of our broadcast, Ron Siegel One on YouTube, Ron Siegel the number one on YouTube. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few.
3: A is your credit score house. over 800? Are you living in the home of your dreams or simply where you think you can afford? Are you earning a safe, secure 10 plus percent return on your investments? If the answer to any of these questions is no, what are you doing about it? Text ATP to 79564, complete a three-minute complimentary survey, and the area-trusted professionals of Ron Siegel Radio will reach out to you to develop a success strategy for you. Again, all you need to do is text ATP to 79564.
1: Welcome back to Ron Segal Radio. Within every market, there are solutions as well as
2: tremendous opportunities. You just need some trusted guidance. That is my message, and I will be delivering it every day on Ron Segal Radio or anytime at 800-306-1990. 306 1990 The Your Credit Matters segment being brought to you by lender.net. And beware of parked debts on your credit report. Your credit report isn't a parking lot, but that doesn't stop dishonest collection agencies from treating it like one. Some collection agencies quietly place accounts on your credit report, giving you no warning, hoping you will not notice until you're in the middle of a major loan or job application. Under pressure, you're more likely to pay up without question so the debt doesn't keep you from closing on your home, purchasing your car, or getting the job. Park debts may not be legitimate, and you could be paying for a debt that's not yours, has already been paid, is outside the legally collectible time period, or is inflated beyond what you originally owed. Just how bad is debt parking? Federal Trade Commission recently took action against a debt collection agency, that placed close to $100 million worth of fake or questionable accounts onto consumer credit reports and collected more than $24 million. This tactic, known as debt parking, violates debt collection and credit reporting laws. Debt parking isn't new. In 2014, the National Consumer Law Center recommended some ways the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, CFPB, could help consumers... Deal with this unfair collection. The recent FTC action is the first of its kind, but hopefully not the last. Signs a debt has been parked on your credit report since debt parking involves collectors covertly placing debts on your credit report. Catching this sneaky tactic means being more diligent about monitoring your credit. An unexpected drop in your FICO score may be the first clue that a debt has been added to your credit report especially if you've been making your monthly payments on time and you haven't taken on any new debts. Collection accounts have a big impact on your credit, and your FICO score can tumble if a new one is added to your credit report. This shows why it's important to check your FICO scores regularly. A significant drop in your score is a sign to inspect your credit report closer for suspicious activities. Without keeping track of your credit, you may not realize a fake collection account has been placed on your credit report until you apply for a mortgage, car loan, or job, and your application is denied. Be cautious with all debt collection actions. Account, be, be cautious with all debt collection accounts. Even if the debt seems familiar, dig deeper to verify the debt belongs to you, that the amount is correct, and it's within the time frame for legal collection, and the collector has the right to collect on it. The Fair Debt Collection Practices Act gives you the right to request this proof in writing from a debt collector if the collector can't cough up adequate proof of the debt they must stop collecting on it that includes listing the deb- debt on your credit report follow the laws right there the fair credit reporting act gives you the right to dispute inaccurate information that appears on your credit report the reporting credit bureau is required to investigate the dispute And remove the account if the collection agency does not verify the debt belongs to you. In addition to monitoring your FICO score, check your credit reports from the three major credit bureaus before applying for a loan or a job. This way, you can verify the information and clear up inaccuracies before you're in the middle of the application process where the stakes are much higher. That is the Your Credit Matters segment brought to you by... My favorite lender.net and great information coming out this morning. I hope you're appreciating the info that we are getting for you today. There's a lot of info coming your way and that's just some of the the, the fancy stuff that's coming on it So there's a, there's a lot doing and we want to make sure that we keep on educating you. So we're gonna get back to our earlier conversation about tax identity theft. So let us uh, let me get back to my notes on this so I can make sure and give you the accurate information. So what should you do if you're a tax identity theft victim? Good question. If you've just discovered that someone has fraudulently used your social security number or other personal information with the IRS, you want to act fast to remedy the situation. In addition to promptly responding to IRS communications, here are a few more steps you could take. First, complete an IRS identity theft affidavit. You use IRS Form 14039 to report the identity theft to the IRS. After completing the fillable form online, you'll need to print it, attach it to your tax return, and send it to the IRS through the mail. File an identity theft report with the FTC. The form can be submitted electronically at identitytheft.gov. In addition to serving as your official statement about the crime, an identity theft report gets you access to a personalized recovery plan from the FTC. Request a copy of the fraudulent return. If you want to know exactly how your information was used on the fake return, you can request a copy by mailing Form 4506F, like Frank. Request for a copy of a fraudulent tax return to the IRS. Other identity theft recovery steps to consider include reporting the improper use of your Social Security number to the Social Security Administration Fraud Hotline. That number for your reference, 800-269-0271, 800-269-0271. Give me a call at 800-306-1990. I nineteen ninety. I'll give that to you if you don't have a pen handy. And placing a fraud alert or credit freeze on your credit files. Now, the question is, can you prevent tax identity theft? Eh, you can't totally eliminate all risk for tax identity theft, but filing early in the tax season can help your chances of falling victim to tax identity theft. The earlier you file, the less time a criminal has to file a tax return using your personal information. You can also request an identity protection PIN. It's called an IP PIN from the IRS. Once you have this 6-digit PIN, no one Including yourself, can file a return using your social security number without it. In the past, you could only get a pin IP pin if you were a confirmed victim of identity theft. But beginning in 2021, anyone can voluntarily opt into the program to help protect against common forms of identity theft. You can take proactive steps to protect your social security number and check your credit reports regularly. Learn more about how to protect your identity. Bottom line. Never a good time to hear that criminals have received a tax refund that rightfully belonged to you. But it would be a tough blow in 2021 with so many families struggling through the pandemic and needing all the income they can get. Taking steps to protect your identity today, like safeguarding your social security number and checking your credit reports regularly, can help you avoid identity theft. And if someone has already used your personal information to commit tax fraud, Resolve the issue as quickly as possible. If you have any questions about this, give me a holler, 800-306-1990. You can put some of any questions you might have in our chat boxes as well. Any of the social channels. You know where to find us. We're not hiding from you. Another question I get on a regular basis, what's the difference between an appraisal and a home inspection? So we thought we would give that information to you today. If you're planning to buy a home, An appraisal is an important step in the process. It's a professional evaluation of the market value of the home you'd like to buy. In most cases, an appraisal is ordered by the lender to confirm or verify the value of the home prior to lending a buyer money for the purchase. It's also a different step in the process from the home inspection, which assesses the condition of the home before you finalize the transaction. So let me give you a breakdown of each one and why they're both important when buying a home. First, the appraisal, the National Association of Realtors, NAR, explains, quote, a home purchase is typically the largest investment someone will make. Protect yourself by getting your investment appraised. An appraiser will observe the property, analyze the data, and report their findings to their client. For the typical home purchase transaction, the lender usually orders the appraisal to assist in the lender's decision to provide funds for a mortgage, unquote. When you apply for a mortgage, an unbiased appraisal, which is required by the lender, is the best way to confirm the value of the home based on the sale price. Regardless of what you're willing to pay for a house, if you'll be using a mortgage to fund your purchase, the appraisal will help make sure the bank doesn't loan you more than what the home is worth. This is especially critical in today's seller's market where low inventory is driving an increase in bidding wars, which can push home prices upward. When sellers are in a strong position like this, they tend to believe they can set whatever price they want for their house under the assumption that competing buyers will be willing to pay more. However, the lender will only allow the buyer to borrow based on the value of the home. This is what helps keep home prices in check. If there's ever any confusion or discrepancy between the appraisal and the sale price, Your trusted real estate professional will help you navigate any additional negotiations in the buying process. There may not even be any, depending upon the market right now. So now let's talk about the home inspection. Here's the key difference between an appraisal and an inspection. And I quote, in simplest terms, a home appraisal determines the value of a home, while the inspection determines the condition of a home. Pretty simple, isn't it? The home inspection is a way to determine the current state, safety, and condition of the home. Before you finalize the sale, if anything is questionable in the inspection process, like the age of the roof, the state of the HVAC system, air conditioner, or just about anything else, as you, you as a buyer have the option to discuss and negotiate any potential issues or repairs with the seller before the transaction is final. Your real estate agent is a key expert to help you through this process. Bottom line, they're critical steps, both of them. Give me a call if you need any help with either of them. And as always, I ask you, set that first radio preset button to come back here and join Ron Siegel Radio, where we only speak about items affecting your house and your bank account. Thanks to all of our sponsors. A big thanks to John and Sean for engineering us today. And, of course, a special thanks to you for spending a little bit of your day with us. That's all for Ron Siegel Radio. Again, if you have any questions or to meet any of our guests, call me anytime. 800-306-1990. 800-306-1990 or Facebook.com forward slash Ron Siegel Radio. No longer on Twitter at Ron Siegel. Hey, and remember, make a lot of money so you can help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next time on Ron Siegel Radio. I'd
1: like to call him something. I think I'll just call it a day. miss something tall and strong. Make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half past 12, but I don't care. It's five o'clock somewhere.